should we should we tip this thing off? I'm trying to get a count for how many. Yeah, sure. Hello, welcome to the inaugural We Are Back at Brunch podcast. Hey! We no longer have to care about politics, and we don't have to talk about how bad things are, because things are good now. Because, Jordan, play our song, please. Uh, I I lost it. This is my fight song. Okay. Cool. Thank God I didn't have to sing that one. beautiful i wish we could you know it slaps so much harder four years later it really does was was it confirmed that will i am was at this inauguration because he was at the 2009 one so but anyway as i mentioned this is the brunch podcast we're talking we're talking ball we're talking brunch and we brought uh totally not socialist journalist sarah todd to talk nba stuff and everything else with us sarah how are you i'm doing great i think that is my official title so Mm -hmm. thank you very much yep i saw it on linkedin it said not socialist journalist for deseret news sports that's my me. not socialist t-shirt has a lot of people asking questions already answered. answered by my t-shirt. That's right. So, you know, the normal cast and crew is here. What's what's today? Today the the year is flying by. We're at, we're it's January 20th. We got as mentioned, we've received today because Joe Biden um has made America kind again. One day in. So, then Lady Gaga got to wear like a gigantic bird on her shirt or something. I don't know. I saw that for that like five seconds. That was the most seconds. Hunger Games ass outfit I've ever seen in my life. There were so many headbands. I, I didn't pay attention to the inauguration, but there were so many women wearing headbands that I got sucked into an Instagram hole about headbands. Wait, and what now kind I, of headbands? They're like the uh, the poet laureate. What's her name? What Amanda? Gorman, I don't know who is this. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She like performed at the uh, inauguration, right? I didn't pay attention. How do you guys not know what I'm talking Uh, about? I just know like there was a bunch of like thirsty liberals about her. Just be like, she is amazing. And I have such a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. So while everyone was like out of their minds about a poem, I was like, I was like, damn, that girl's got a red headband. I like that. Okay. (laughs) That's this is wild because this is like the one podcast I'm not wearing a headband. That's right, Greg. How embarrassing for you. This is this is pretty embarrassing. I did see like hey, it's gonna get in my eyes. I of course I have Spencer Cox's tweet notifications turned on because I hate myself and I want to die. Sadist. But I he's I saw him retweet something about the poem at the inauguration. I was like, okay, so it's dog shit. And then I saw like, you know, the praise she she apparently like quoted Hamilton twice in it, and I was like, okay, glad I'm not paying attention. And I, I, the most I saw from the whole thing was really just the Bernie meme, which is really funny. But I also saw someone say, like, it's crazy to see Bernie go from like, you know, uh, public enemy number one of like establishment Democrats to being like cute old grandpa guy that we like love and use you used to make cute little memes i was like yeah that's true. once again i am asking you to fuck off <laughs> yeah it's is that your bernie impression that yeah that's, that's it, pretty good utah 
That's right. So, you know, I did, I did, I did consume some Bernie memes. Feeling pretty good about that. Um, the Jeremy Evans one is so good. What's the Jeremy <laughs> Evans one? It's where it's being dunked on. It's a recreation of his dunk where he jumped over Gordon Hayward at the dunk contest. Yeah. And instead of uh, Bernie has been superimposed. Gotcha. Uh, instead of Gordon so Hayward, which is like quite the upgrade. <laughs> there's actually like three. Um, three bernie memes that i'm seeing there's the one all from today but him holding the phone like in front of his face like sideways that's a good one too um and then him carrying like what appears to be some sort of like letter of some kind like a big envelope um and yeah so i saw i saw one where it was like it said like knives out to script (laughs) oh my god I can't believe you guys focus on this one. The only thing I really focus on the inauguration was how fitting it would be if Garth Brooks not wearing a mask like took out the American government. But what is uh what's Garth Brooks? Remember when he went? He had Chris like, Gaines. Math. Yes. Yeah. I wish that he would have came. <laughs> Chris Gaines would have wore a mask. Who's yeah. Chris Gaines? That's Garth Brooks' uh, emo punk alter ego. Yes. What? <laughs> actually the name i use when i go to the gym <laughs> yeah what he got hell? like he had a really i just i like had this image of that album cover in my head and it was he was trying really hard to be morrissey maybe i don't know <laughs> I, it's like when it's I'm like when sting that. started painting his face like the crow yeah late uh, late 90s <laughs> garth brooks was like really like a midlife crisis like he did the chris gaines thing he went to like spring training for the mets and the padres just remember a, when he made jay leno cry oh, oh that's right remembering chris gaines garth brooks sex addicted alter ego <laughs> In 1999, Garth Brooks grew a soul patch. He already had facial hair, so whatever. whatever. So it's actually not Chris Gaines. It's Chris Extends. (laughs) There we go. Nice. Donned a black wig and reemerged as Chris Gaines, brooding sex-addicted alt-rocker, a period he refuses to talk about today. He he doesn't even joke about it now. What's the sex-addicted part? I didn't know that was part of it. That doesn't look like that's part of it, but this Daily Beast article is using that as like a pretty big... uh, well then obviously garth brooks does not talk about chris Gaines anymore according to garth brooks's brooks's publicist so wow this is weird okay well um, do you guys think it was just like a period that trisha gearwood was just in the bad boys for a little bit and that's what like garth brooks like interpreted that yes. as trying so really hard to make her happy Dude, that's really bleak, actually. <laughs> um, right. So anyway, now that we're good, everyone's saved because Biden and Kamala have taken over. Um, and be sure not to look Thanks, anything up Dad. about. That's right. Thank you very much. Um, let's uh, let's talk a talk a little b-ball. How about it? I just want to wrap that segment up by saying that I ordered a lot of scented candles from Bath and Body Works. Right. And I got a package today, and it had one of the six candles that I ordered. So thanks a lot, Biden. Do you expect to be getting each one of those in a separate shipment? I hope not. I was outraged. That would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> they just This is the $1,400 stimmy. That's right. Of scented candles. Yeah. But you, you will be receiving a total of six candles at some point. Yeah, the one candle was representative of the $600. That's right. That's really nice. That's nice of them. 
Well, okay, so Sarah's here. She's the Utah Jazz beat writer for the Deseret News. Did I get your actual title right that time? Yeah, that's correct. I don't think the word socialist appears in her um, in her title at any. Point. Honestly, though, is there a more socialist sport than basketball? Um, yes. Outside Wait, of why do you think basketball is a socialist sport? In the sense that it takes everyone working together. I get that there is, you know, but if if you want to dive into the analytics, I can get that there's like usage rate thing, which is definitely. Oh, you mean you mean like the actual like specific to, like the product on the court, like the actual game of basketball. Yes. Cricket. What's that? Cricket. Cricket's up. Football. Football's up there too. I mean, let's just start. You have eleven guys who all have like their separate role that they do to make a team work soccer how about that what about that one sports you guys sports. Nah, too, too sports so going, i'm still socialist. going with basketball because it's sports the sport socialist that segment. i like the most so okay first thing i just happened to tune in at multiple points to the uh um nets Cavs game tonight which was really funny because i gave up at one point i gave up during the first overtime thinking that the Cavs were gonna lose and then i searched it on my phone and then it was tied at 124, and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta, I'm gonna tune back in." It turns out Colin Sexton's kind of good at basketball. It's my personal Lord and Savior for the evening, dude. He scored. <laughs> did he score 20 points straight for the Cavs in, in overtime? 21. 21. He was just like just dropping threes. It was incredible. He had that one where he did like a just like a little hezzy dribble into like. Not a not a uh, a back step, but like a little side step, and just sunk it right in Kevin Durant's face. Yeah, and then he he tied that first overtime by hitting one right in Kyrie's face, and I appreciated <laughs> them equally. He's I a know. maniac. I knew, man. I'm like he, he is, is a maniac. He was like just the, he's like the basketball version of like Jason Statham's character in Crank. He dude, he literally had Kevin Love just on the sideline, like yelling at him to shoot everything. It was great. Kevin Love is just like the biggest hype man. I love to see it. And um Kevin yeah. Love's in that perfect position too now because Kevin Love is kind of washed and he's like kind of embraced that role. He knows that like he's not winning any more all NBA teams. He's not winning or he's not going to any more all-star games. He's he's made his money and he's just like he's kind of reached that keep getting them checks kind of status and i respect the grift so much well and he he went from being like the most grifted on player of yeah. the Cavs to like being the most endeared member of the Cavs. yes no we have <laughs> oh yeah hated like, him because he was he, like was he just because he was injured all the time or what yeah well that and it, the nba he just he's not good enough and athletic enough uh to really hang with like elite players. And especially like if you watch, go back and watch those series against the Warriors when it was all pace and space and it was speed and size and athleticism, like Love just couldn't hang. And he was putting up like six point six board games in the finals. And like, while LeBron is posting 40 point triple doubles. Except for that just, one time. When he guarded Curry, yeah, when he walked Curry down. Excellent, <laughs> and yeah. So Kevin Love is just a, a really he's a glorified hype man on the sideline, just telling Colin to shoot everything, and he did. And they beat the Nets, and 
You know, there was like a one week period where I like wanted the net where I was like, wow, I'm really excited to watch the Nets play. And I am excited to watch some basketball on like these talented. Now I just want them to lose like all everything. And it's not even that I I don't even know if I hate James Harden that much. I just hate. I don't know. Like, I, I really like Jared Allen, I think. And I was bummed that he got traded. And the fact that it was for James Harden just makes it worse. So the Nets like literally don't can't they can't play defense they were like i mean colin sexton was going off but like at the same time they were down by like 15 for a good chunk of the game um and that was kind of embarrassing because the Cavs really aren't very good i think it's a phenomenon that just like once like everyone perceives a team as good everyone wants them to suck as bad as humanly possible (laughs) And, I need it. <laughs> oh, I know. It's it's a, it, the same thing happened with the Nets when they got like Garnett and and Darren Williams and like that whole like Sports Illustrated cover was like, who wants, who wants to a take, piece of them? Yeah, who wants a piece of them? Well, obviously everyone in the Eastern Conference did because they never got past the semis. But that's right. Don't worry. There's didn't no. They, didn't they get swept by like a LeBron's our LeBron Cavs team? Yeah. One year? No, no, no! It wasn't the Cavs. No, this was the the big three Miami Heat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It was the big, just yeah because they got like the seven seed one year, and that was like the last year of them. And they just got wiped out. Yeah, I think that was the year. Yeah, that was that was the Derrick Rose MVP year. I believe that, those were those were the days of Norris Cole and Mario Chalmers. Did Mario Chalmers? <laughs> I remember after watching that D Rose Mario Chalmers uh, national title game, the the Kansas uh, Memphis game, I was convinced that Mario Chalmers was going to be a perennial All Star. I'm still I'm still waiting on Peyton Siva, product of William Hill, <laughs> to be the best player in the world. Yes. One of these days, it's going to happen. So. As as Colin is is sweeping away my heart and beating the Nets tonight, um, which I hope they do. I think they play them again. I think they have a back to back with well, not a back to back in days, but I think that they're doing like the baseball series type thing with like the Jazz are doing with the Pelicans and play again two times in a row. But um, which why hasn't this been a thing before to cut down on travel? I'm a huge fan of the baseball series. I, I don't know. I like it, too. It's cool. Sarah, and I mean, answer. <laughs> really great question, guys. Uh, <laughs> the NBA uh, hates fun. I don't know. I don't have a good answer for it's it. It's cool. It like no, but it can't like be because the NFL is no fun league. So NBA can't take that. Yeah, I mean, I think if they like cut down, I mean, it's probably just to like keep competitive advantage during the regular season, so you don't have to play like the same team in market because. I mean, some teams that they're only going to play three times rather than four times, then you'd say we're playing two of them in market back to back. That gives them an advantage rather than breaking up into separate games. That's pretty logical, actually. Just guessed that. I don't know. I do like it, though. I do like the the back to back against a single team. Um, And as as mentioned, this has kind of been a thing because of COVID. And it turns out that COVID is still a thing and um it's kind of ravaging quite a bit in in the league and a lot of games are getting postponed and the benefit of uh of a few members of the jazz already having had covid it appears that um we haven't gotten it again yet and i don't know if that's because players have antibodies or what's going on but 
Um, we've somehow been in the clear. I guess the Utah in general is a bit more isolated than like a lot of markets on the East Coast. But um, yeah, so that's still going on. And obviously more and more players are having to sit out. And um, I, oh, I, I was going to ask you guys, what do you guys think about like the whole should players like be able to get vaccinated right now thing? Sarah, what do you think about that? boy i mean it's it's so loaded because yes the optics are going to be terrible if they get vaccinated earlier than like general public is allowed to but i mean there i think that the nba is leaning a little bit too hard into the idea that like oh we want to promote everyone getting this and like it's a public service like they're saying that to try to offset some of the bad optics that might come their way but there definitely is something to be said that like a majority black league with like a large black population who very rightly have fears about government created and like promoted injections are like that's completely necessary and understandable fears from that community and so if they have some of these guys that have platforms saying that it's a good thing that's not terrible also like we're just doing a really bad job of getting the vaccine out anyway so like who am i yeah. to say like who just get it out to people just yeah. do it yeah yeah like no matter what you're gonna have the clay travis article so you might as well just go full speed ahead who cares yeah like just get needles in arms now yeah i think i think that's where i'm at at this point it's just like i don't really give a shit about like order or like who gets it when like just like you said just put needles in arms and start getting people vaccinated so that like we're not having gigantic outbreaks whether that's in the nba or like office buildings or wherever else yeah like the idea that any vaccine would like go unused and, like expire it's just like it's it is it's so maddening man yeah. like that's that is exhibit a for like a failed society it's so bad it's so bad and like i guess a big part of why our rollout's been so bad is because like the the federal government has like a contract with cvs and walgreens to supposedly get the vaccine out and it's going very badly and yeah like if we can just get anyone vaccinated at this point like as many people as possible like if the nba players got vaccinated like whatever and obviously there's going to be people that are angry about them hopping the line or something like that but i mean like who gives a shit at this point let's really just like just please vaccinate me my father i need it so bad and yeah we we really just need to get yeah and and i know um you know people are concerned about the optics but like we should also talk about the new optics that they're going for which are like the rules that they're trying to um institute to make it seem like they're doing things as safely as possible without trying to acknowledge the fact that like playing basketball a contact sport like against another team and you're really close to each other like is a pretty um obvious area of where there could be some players infecting each other potentially yeah like there was the there was uh, like this string of tweets the other day i forgot who it was from but they were basically saying that 
Jason Tatum, uh, after playing against Washington, came in contact with COVID um, because he was like hugging and shaking hands with Bradley Beal. And it had nothing to do with him guarding him for 35 minutes. That like night. breathing in each other's face. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like sweating on the ball and then like sharing that and then wiping their faces and coughing into their hands none of that matters i mean with the yeah. amount that like ions candor gets like dunked on in every single game too like he has the possibility of being a super spreader event <laughs> that's right each and every time oh my god I'm so that's... sad that he's portland's starting center now that really is embarrassing quite honestly uh, portland doesn't deserve portland. that yeah <laughs> i feel so bad like they find they finally were like got a healthy team had some perimeter defenders, maybe. Look good. Yeah. And and then and CJ was having like his his year. He was doing it. I know. And he Lillard injured. was my my MVP choice at the beginning of the season. And you know, wait, is, is Nurkic he, injured again? He broke yeah. his wrist. Oh, that's right. He's the one that broke. I was thinking. Yeah, oh, he broke man. his wrist and then CJ broke his foot. Cleveland is Yikes. a cursed town. Well, Honestly, they they were never. I mean, even if they had put it all together with this team, it like it kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> like, there's no way they're getting past like the Lakers with this team, for instance. But I guess that could be said for almost every team in the league. None of this matters, but here we are anyway. <laughs> um, so, okay, Sarah, tell us some of the new rules that the NBA has instituted because um, they're they're just they're very good. They're very good rules. Um, one of my favorites, which shed light on a previous rule that I don't think anybody was aware of, was don't have random people in your hotel room who haven't been tested for COVID. That's it. Was, when that came out that like the new rule was, okay, no longer can NBA players have guests in their rooms on the road. I think every NBA personality was like, I'm sorry, what? They like were allowed to do that? Yeah. For sure, like, the, especially with how strict they were in the bubble. Like I was like, no way would this have been a thing. But they're like, by the way, that it's banned. It's like, oh, okay. Like, like you guys... oh, they're testing them twice a day. They're wearing masks on the benches. They're not letting guys like high five before the game. But like when you go back to the hotel on the road, like psh, whatever. That's insane. Yeah. That's they said insane. it was. They said it was like people who are like could be designated as like lifelong friends or something. It's like that is, is such the, a. Weird... Is the team security guard like checking their Instagram history for that? Oh like, what's the God. rule? I don't... If they've been following the, uh... each other on Instagram for more than three years, then they can they can go into the in, into the hotel room. <laughs> I was just gonna say, do you guys remember the Calvin Klein rule from the nineties? No, where like Calvin Klein got really drunk at a Knicks right, game and like. You? I'm 35. Come on. Like, I'm two years older than you. Uh, yeah. Also, respect your elders. That's right. Nice. But he, so, like, this was a thing in the 90s where, where Calvin Klein got really drunk and was, 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 uh, sitting courtside and okay. just like walking onto the rocking onto the court in the middle of a game and like started harassing the referees. What? So, they made it like the, the Calvin, there's a Calvin Klein rule now in the NBA that says that you cannot just like walk onto the court if you are, if you have courtside seats. That's like one of those, that's, yeah. God, so, our, our world is so stupid, you guys, because that's the same thing as like, like you buy a toaster and it's like, don't take this into the bathtub. It's like one dumb person made it so we have to write this out. I think Jimmy so, Buffett uh, got ejected from a heat game for that too. 
<laughs> he what? Did. How did it's, so, so how did Drake now, never get ejected? He was like Drake, Drake like Drake's Drake's a literal mascot. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. like Drake probably has a little more clout than Jimmy Buffett, especially among <laughs> NBA players. So I yelled at uh, one time. Wait, really? Did you? The Hell point yeah. the point I was making though is like so we've got the Calvin Klein rule now and like now with COVID and this new hotel rule like are we going to officially get the Instagram model rule? Dude, yes please. We've been I we've mean, been in desperate need. Instagram model is used so loosely these days. That's exactly I, that's exactly what I the loophole is. I did not mean be. that in a double entendre, but I'm taking it. I'm taking hey. it. Hey. Nice. Um, <laughs> so one of the newest things is that they're also going to have like what they're calling security officials stationed near the half court line during pregame warmups and postgame to provide reminders to players and staff to encourage compliance with the new rules. I thought the NBA already employed Chris Paul. Yeah. nice <laughs> it's been so, like don't high five or like fist bump or like hug each other before the game and then walk out onto center court and then like rub your bodies right against each other yeah okay so it's it, it says they must limit their interactions to elbow bumps and fist bumps hugs and handshakes are not permitted and when players are exchanging pleasant pleasantries after games they remain quote strongly encouraged to wear face masks during any such interactions cool yeah but go go guard joel Embiid on the block for 38 minutes a game yeah yeah it's yeah it's it's insane (sighs) so players and also like um so games that we've already seen a ton of games postponed um 20 teams so far have have called at least one game off um and most of them caused by the wizards yeah yeah (laughs) well that's the most impact the wizards have had on the league in years (laughs) so like like and and the reason being is like if you're in one of these interactions where after a game you are seen like talking to someone who later tests positive then you can also then you're like in the 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 protocol and you have to it's, it's talking yeah yep so it's again, yeah, after guarding the entire time. Um, postponed games are going to be made up in the second half of the season. Pretty intrigued to see how they're going to do that. Yeah, because um, what are you going to do? Have like a back to back to back to back to back wizard? I was going to say, oh, how no. many four games in five days are there going to be? Oh, I got an idea. Dude. We, we've talked about baseball scheduling before. Double headers. Let's do it. We just bring up the G League <laughs> team with us and they just play one, too. That would I mean, be it's insane. not like the Wizards are going to do any better than that, anyways. No, so. they're not. I know. So, yeah, I don't like starting this season off like most teams are already playing almost like every other day anyway. So um, that's going to be fun. But players who test positive must undergo a battery of exams before being cleared to return to play, such as cardiac tests. Those ruled out by contract tracing have been able in most circumstances to return after a quarantine period, provided they continue to test negative. So um, pretty good. Things are going really well. Um, and also I noticed today in Cleveland uh, and I was reminded that like there are, I think, f- five or six cities that have fans in stadiums as well, including Salt Lake City. Um, so that's Hello. good. Uh, that's still happening. And, um, you know, we what was that? What was that sign, Jordan, that you you posted that it was like Utah jazz till I die till they kill like me. Somebody- 
Oh, till they kill me. Yeah, yes. it's a it's a little a modified one of the Tottenham Hotspurs one, which just says yeah. Tottenham till they kill me, and just modified it for my own. Uh, I didn't team. realize that, but still, yeah, pretty on the nose. That's more in a literal sense than the figurative <laughs> sense that uh, yeah. most jazz fans mean it by. Yep, yep. Jordan's our resident meme chef. He's just cooking them up all day long. He spent Jordan, how much time on average per week do you spend creating images in what I assume to be Photoshop or something? Uh, I just want to thank the University of Utah for giving me a Adobe Cloud um, that has really uh, allowed my <laughs> meme uh, craft to uh, flourish. Um, I, I like that the army is indirectly paying for you to... Uh, well, actually kind of directly paying for you to be making these both on their time and through um, subsidized education that, to uh, for that uh, Adobe Cloud student thank edition you thank got. Thank you for your service. That is right. I am CoIntel Pro. That's, that's um. really nice. <laughs> wow. I like that a lot. Um, so I kind of mentioned it at the beginning. Um, I mean, do we have anything left to talk about with specific COVID stuff? I mean... I it's I have a hard time I truly don't know how they're gonna make up like if a if a lot more teams end up missing games then it'll be easier to make it up in the second half because they can actually make a schedule out of it but like right now it's like six wizards games yeah six or seven at this point and so I don't know how you do that at the end of the season. They're going to, I think they're going to do what MLS did at some point. If, if, if like on this current trajectory, they're going to do like winning percentage or something like that, because I, yeah, I don't know how they can possibly get things even by the end of the season. Like, cause the, the reason MLS had to do that is because one team in particular, Colorado uh, Rapids missed, like they had a similar situation where they had way fewer games played than everyone else. Um, and they just were like, okay, we got to do win percentage and like, it's going to cause some problems with the wizards, like regional broadcasting contract. Cause like, if they don't meet that 70 or 72 game oh, limit, geez. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay. So like, what do regional broadcasts even play when, uh, when they do have a game postponed? I, I, I was wondering about that. Probably best of games or something like that. Just like, well, when, say, when the, when the bucks, um went on strike in the bubble yeah uh tnt played the longest yard (laughs) did they really it's actually for the wizards for the wizards broadcast what they do is they actually just broadcast the card games that gilbert (laughs) arenas used to play in (laughs) that would be cool (laughs) i would like that i hope gilbert's doing on the screen there's like just a border of guns (laughs) (laughs) what's what's he up to i'm really curious Gilbert, Arena. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Gilbert hosting a Arena podcast a with a porn star, dude. Oh, that's right. Wait, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he hosts one with Mia Khalifa. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know that. Like, is it on like a bar stool or some shit like that? Probably. I don't know. It's some Washington-based thing, so who knows? Probably. Gilbert was playing like the- in China for a minute. Okay. Shouts out. Just it's him weird and to Jimmer. say his name. Just his first name, Gilbert. I love Gilbert. <laughs> wow, I can see why he went by Agent Zero. <laughs> I'm still, oh, I'm, I'm still mad at him. This was how many years ago on MLK Day when he hit the game winner over Darren Williams. Dude, what the fuck is this post? 
On December 16th, 2015, Arenas posted an Instagram video of two fitness models playing basketball, contrasting the women with WNBA players, which he said looked like, quote, cast members from Orange is the New Black. Don't get me wrong. They have a few hashtag cutie pies, but there's a whole lot of hashtag bean pies running around. In follow-up comments, he suggested that potential viewers did not want to watch NBA WNBA games because they involved women acting and dressing like men. Yeah, he's okay. a real piece of shit. So <laughs> let's... Uh... Shout out Marcus Morris, <laughs> hater of women's basketball. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my God. He has this... His his personal life section on, on Wikipedia is just like all these crimes he's committed. Like... He had re- he admitted that he ran about 60 red lights in four months and got away with it by keeping his dealer plates on his vehicle. In 2013, he was arrested by LAPD for possession of illegal fireworks. Um, wow, he had his own uh, Adidas um, signature shoe. He also I remember years ago fireworks? young with a BB gun once during an NBA aware. What the fuck? Okay. He once shot his former teammate, Nick Young, Swaggy P, with a BB gun during an NBA gun awareness meeting. (laughs) What the fuck? No. Well, were they more aware at the end of the class? I, what the hell? How is that? How is that real? I do remember years ago, he became a registered Republican and endorsed George Bush. Simply what? because, yeah, because he didn't want to pay taxes. Okay, who had a weirder uh, post NBA career, um, Gilbert Arenas or Olden Polonies? Dude, I. That's well, a great I mean, at least up to nowadays. At least Gilbert didn't come out as like impersonating a cop. So, well, <laughs> like, he's okay. Pers- Here's this is interesting. He uh, Gilbert Arenas supported PETA's anti fur mission by posing shirtless for their Ink Not Mink campaign. He's also an avid Halo player. His gamer tag is Agent Arenas and officially sponsored Final Boss, a professional Halo 3 team. We have so much in common, me and Gilbert. No. Wow, Jesus Christ, <laughs> don't we? Uh, just so you guys know, I because I'm a good friend and a good podcast guest. I listened to the pod many episodes before today. And my favorite part of the pod is just when Kyle Googles stuff while you're potting and then gets like lost down these rabbit holes. And like, you can hear him like, click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. And then he's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Dude, I'm I'm just really thankful for things like Wikipedia. It just provides great. It truly is my favorite. Every time I hear you like get kind of quiet and clickety clack on the pod, I'm like, this is going to be gross. It's just like aggregating like incredible, like the the BB gun. He shot Swaggy P with a BB gun. Okay. Yeah. I never heard about that one. I've never heard about that one either. During a NBA gun awareness meeting, the NBA had a gun awareness meeting. And he brought a gun. (laughs) He had a, what? The only way that would have been even funnier is if the Washington team was still the bullets. Dude. <laughs> that I wish so much. Wow. It is a cooler name than than Wizards just because it's also a clash song, but True. Wow. But you probably okay. can't name a team in the murder capital of America the Bullets. Wizards are such a joke. You I love can't. it. You I I really wish that that was a way cooler name. So uh, let's see, COVID's still going, not sure how long, uh, you know, hopefully, honestly, just fucking vaccinate the players so we don't have to, we can just like, 
Well, and like the whole optics thing, it's like, remember when everyone was mad that they got tests before everyone else? That anger lasted like a week and then it was gone. Yeah, Ultimately, people are going to be more excited to like be able to watch the games. Let's just, if we're going to call a spade a spade. Quite literally. vaccinate everyone and I can do my job for real again. I'm all for it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Are you, so you're not traveling for games anymore, right? Not anymore, no. As of like a week ago. <laughs> As of an hour before I was supposed to leave for Denver. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so let's talk about James Harden real quick. We mentioned that he um did end up getting traded. And his last his last day with the Rockets was like like the night before. He oh, was man. just like it was just it was so bad. Like there were watching him try to play. He, I mean, he wasn't trying to play, he was just like he was just being super bitchy on the courts, and after he was just like, "Yeah, no, this like this isn't gonna make I, this isn't isn't gonna work." I I've done everything I possibly can. He walked off of, like, the, uh, walked out of the presser. Um, so that was pretty much guaranteed that he was gonna get traded. Like, and and he also looked like he somehow stole Eddie Murphy's Sherman Clump suit. Dude, what the fuck was up with? Okay, so he's not like actually really fat, but no. like, why was he pretending to be? Was he wearing like extra shirts? What it was had to have been, been something. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's either chicken wings or hangover bloats. Okay, <laughs> he, but he like he looked huge. Like there were, and I was like watching it in 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 pregame, like in warmups. He looked gigantic. And then when he's actually playing, I mean, he does look beefier than in years past. Like somebody said that it's common for those guys to wear like weighted vests when they're warming up. And my response to that is since when? Yeah. Not only that, but how many vests? Yeah. Like four vests. And one of them is like one of those fake baby bumps. Exactly. And why is it just him that looks like that? He looks like he was wearing body armor underneath his jersey. (laughs) He looks like he was wearing like. Deontay Wilder's like ring outfits, dude. Yeah, it was really strange. Um, so he did end up getting traded. He got traded to the Nets. He got he got the wish that he was so desperately wanting, and moved a bunch of people around. I think the Nets sent like their draft picks until like uh, like twenty fifty to the Rockets. So that's exciting next for NBA them. drafts. It's just gonna be the Rockets the thunder and the pelicans dude all for both rounds they've like yeah the rockets got so many picks (laughs) i mean for what they i mean they obviously had to get rid of james harden so like you know whatever they could really get for it they i don't think they were ever going to get like ben simmons or something but um i don't know i thought that's like a decent trade who all sarah give us like the highlights of that of that trade because i can't remember off the top of my head other than jared allen going to get the the calves and james harden dante, going. dante exxon went to houston <laughs> oh my god that's right um oh, yeah i forgot I about think, that i mean the highlights are karis lavert jared allen um and the and victor oladipo being involved also because after after players were traded to Houston. They made a trade with the Pacers. I think right. is how it went. Right. Yeah. And oh so, my God. I forgot but I about think the that, Karis Levert thing. Yeah. And so, and that's the biggest highlight is like, number one, Victor Oladipo went to Houston, which I think is just as a trade asset. I don't think that anyone really thinks that he's going to stay in Houston. His contract's expiring this year, I think. Yeah. And right. then 
um, Karis LeVert during his physical uh, before like making everything final in Indiana, they found a mass on his kidney, which is incredibly scary and would have never been found like probably until the beginning of next season when players do their like next official, like full scale physicals. That's insane. It's also like, usually if you have a mass and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, there's something like, uh, like a 70 to 80% positivity rate that it's cancerous. Yeah. It's like one in four is not is is yeah. benign so good hell i know yeah. like what are the fucking odds so and he's like yeah he's a good player i, th- I really like that trade i mean i i mean i don't e- what even happens now like what what is what is the plan for him i mean i guess that he gets like multiple opinions and like advice from doctors and treatment and then I mean, it, it hasn't been said whether, and I don't think that it's come out, like whether or not they're going to like biopsy. I mean, I feel like they have to, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so then, you know, whatever the results from that are, then that's going to be the next step. But Damn. I mean, like good on Indiana, actually, for not backing out of the trade. Good oh, on totally. Them. Yeah. Yeah. And I like when, when's last time something like this happened with an NBA player where they like, like it. I don't even know. I, I I don't remember hearing about this like ever. I Would it be like, like Alonzo? Yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah, that's right. What year was that? Like 2006 or something? That was like late or like early 2000s, I think. Yeah. It was pre Miami Heat Championship. Yeah, it was. Wow. Okay. So this was like what, right. What it was with- like on the tail end of Alonzo Morning's prime. Yeah. So how long was he, 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 I mean, he obviously played after that. So like, how long was he out for? Do you remember? He was out for like a couple seasons, I think. Damn. Like, yeah. Did he end up coming back? He uh-huh. did. Um, he was on. part of that, that Dwayne Wade yeah, team. That oh, won yeah. A title. Right. Okay. Sorry for Kyle's uh, Googling session, but I have to know because that's These are my favorite. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully I'm not going to find anything bad about Zoe cause he's cool. Um, I think he also has one of the best gifts of all time too. Oh, <laughs> just, it's like just that really does for the heat. Cause I mean, and then they dealt with Chris Bosch having like all those blood clots too. Oh yeah. Chris Bosch had a fucked up career. I feel bad yeah. for him. Chris Bosch is like very much on the top of my list of players. I wish who were like in their prime during this pace and space era. He'd be, he'd be so good in the Martin NBA. Oh, he would be. He'd yeah, so good. Yeah, Morning had kidney failure and had to get a transplant. Oh, yes. that's what it was. Okay, well, then I think I mean, well, I mean, who who the fuck knows what's going to happen, but um really insane like circumstances that him getting traded led to him discovering that I mean, he had he is, you know, has a serious health thing that he's got to get taken care of. So hopefully that happens quickly. But Indiana um, could have totally backed out of that trade 100%. Could, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, I was wondering about that. I mean, yeah, if a physical goes wrong or there's anything that's questionable that the other team, like the receiving team, isn't expecting, they can pl- they can completely just like null and void the deal. Yeah, I, I wonder. I mean, it just wouldn't like either way. They were kind of ready to offload all the depot because they weren't going to pay him. Um, I think I think that was probably the most of it too. Is like like even then, it's like the main purpose of that trade was just to get Oladipo off the books. 
Yeah. So I'm glad they didn't like back out of the trade, but yeah, I think the optics would have been way worse than just like eating like uh, the contract without him actually playing for a season. Um, damn. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. We'll see what else was going on in that trade. Um, oh, I was thinking like when you said Chris Bosch, my brain went to a weird place when I was thinking about uh, Greg Oden and um, when he played for the Heat, they were in town one time. And um, I mean, he obviously didn't really play for the Heat, but he was a player on the Heat's roster. And they were in town one time. And my buddy was at that like Denny's on Fourth South at like one in the morning. And Greg, o- you said you told me Greg Oden was just sitting there like in this Denny's at 1 a.m. And he, he like, it was like, there's barely anyone in there. And it, um, he like went and talked to him and asked him for a picture. And they took the most like fucked up picture together. Like my friend, like the photo was taken and my friend was like blinking and Greg Oden just like, and so my friend's eyes are all fucked up and Greg Oden's just looking sad as shit. Dude. It's it is Denny's so at 1 a.m. Was he what, like alone City. he was there? Yes, he was alone in the Denny's like later at night and my friend took a fucked up picture with him it's so sad he absolutely walked from the grand america dude yes that's why he was there it was just like yeah oh my god can you imagine what seeing fucking greg odin walking down fourth south it's just like oh jeff van gundy's told a story about that too where essentially like ryan smith apparently picked him up after a jazz game and gave him a ride to to grand america really what the hell i heard that yeah yeah, it was like I. It was just. Did I you say Jeff Van Gundy? Yeah, Jeff Van Gundy. He was like he was doing like a radio show for a jazz game. And oh, he was just walking back to the hotel. The worst kind Van of, Gundy, by the way. He, he's still good. I mean, I know. I just I'm just I'm think more about of a the fight where he had to hold on to a leg for dear life so he didn't get trampled to death. Oh man, I know. I will say though, like finding out that Stan Van Gundy is like a borderline comrade during 2020 is one of the very few bright spots like, of the yeah year. his twitter presence is is interesting his like oh, we also should talk about rex chapman at some point because <laughs> we have to <laughs> well <laughs> when i found out that the rex chapman on twitter is the same rex chapman as like the athlete rex chapman i was very confused but um, the only thing I remember of Rex Chapman is that highlight of him driving the lane and then Shaq just swatting his shot <laughs> to the 20th row. Isn't there like a documentary coming out about him? About oh, like why? his career? I think. Oh but... my God. I bet there is. Well, I mean, I, fuck, I'd probably probably watch it just because I was so confused. Because, I, I mean, I, I obviously didn't know. Is his profile picture still... Um, Wait, what is it? I I can just see it's, the mini. It's version. still Prince. It's still Prince, right? Yeah, it's still Prince. No, I remember. Uh, like I, I said, it's on the podcast too. But I, I went and saw Utah play Kentucky in basketball last year before like the the bad times came. That's right. And I just remember like sitting. I got somehow got like tickets down low because we we're like one of like twenty Utah fans in the entire place, and they sat me next to Chris Kovac's wife, which was cool. And I just looked across the court and like. Who the hell is that bald guy who looks just like Scott Van Pelt? And like, I <laughs> turned to my brother and asked him that, and he's just like, "Oh, that's uh, Rex Chapman." Rex Chapman. I was like, "Really? That's that's so weird." Was he tweeting while at the game? Was he posting like weird viral videos he, that he found yeah, on he po- TikTok? Yeah, he posted selfies from the game too. It was like, Did "Oh really? yeah, that was him. That's awesome. Get back to like 
tweeting funny videos or something you see like from a thousand people. I, I think I've said this before on the pod, but he is a one man world star hip hop. He, dude, <laughs> he's incredible. He like, he, he's very committed to the, the like Twitter video hustle. Honestly, um, probably more, more of a reason Biden got elected than the Lincoln project. So, oh yes. Honestly, hell yeah, I agree. He, Fuck the Lincoln project. He did, he did more content than the Lincoln project. All right. He was on it with the retweet <laughs> button all the time. And he wasn't just like Thank stealing, you, like Chapman. he wasn't stealing, like, I mean, he's stealing videos from like random ass people, but he wasn't stealing like tweets from like DSA accounts and like changing capitalism to like crony capitalism or something like that. But anyway, no, he was just the same, like, retweet, like, this is messed up, send. I know, this is fucked up. So this trade has happened and we've got a few games of Harden on the Nets. Uh, he had, I mean, I don't think anyone really expected him to like show up not ready to play because of course he wants to make a good impression for for the new team and he he looked really good in those first few games tonight was pretty rough i think i think he didn't i don't think he broke 20 points but um and Kyrie, what, what was tonight Kyrie's first game back yep. from his um yes. From his well, <laughs> Tony Soprano peyote tour. So yeah, let's just start with the hot takes. I think this is the beginning of the end of the Nets dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's really interesting. Like today and yesterday, there was a lot of stories that were circulating about Kyrie being a really good person, and yep. I get that. I get that he has done some really great things. Like he bought George Floyd's family a house nice. and has donated millions of dollars to different charities in different communities. And he spends a lot of time doing outreach and he donates to um, different charities for the, uh, at, like the Sioux reservation and standing rock yeah. and a lot of really respectable stuff. And that does not negate the fact that he just up and left and <laughs> went to a party without a mask, very well knowing that there is a pandemic happening. Because guess yeah. what? Some of those charities are for COVID relief. Yeah. Well, we never <laughs> said that Kyrie's strong suit was science. So <laughs> we did not. We did and, not. Like his whole thing against the media is just. I don't really understand when the when the media did him dirty. Actually, okay, <laughs> so tell us about that because I mean, Kyrie's a really strange dude. Um, he did just disappear from the Nets randomly, and mean and was on some like Zoom call for someone running for like a local C or at, like maybe local DA or something. Yeah, it was like I a New even York know. DA because I like someone like pointed him out into the screens. Like he was like right below like Cynthia Nixon. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah the, the Sex and the City lady. That's cool. It's like, no, that's Kyrie Irving right below her. It's like, oh. Like his, his Zoom name was like Kai yeah. Irving. And it's like, you're you're not even trying to hide. It's like, who the hell yeah, is he's you are, you're doing a really bad job. Yeah, so he just like ran away and then like sent Steve Nash a text saying like BRB or something. And then... So, uh, yeah, Sarah, tell us about his beef with the media, because I haven't really followed that. But I know like I, anytime I hear people that work in like NBA media, they or they they reference that, especially when like the Nets are in town. It's I mean, it's not so much a, like a beef as it was. 
he refused to like during training camp he was just like oh I just like don't do this anymore I just don't talk to you guys and that's a league mandated thing like it's it's not like these guys get the choice whether or not to talk to us like it's in the rules that they have to and uh, he was like oh no I just don't do that and then as if it were like a like a fan trying to ask him for a picture or something yes and then in and he posted I can't remember if it was I'm pretty sure it was on Instagram and he was like um the general just was like oh I'm sorry I don't talk to pawns oh tight and I was like cool like really cool way to get on the good side of the media (laughs) all you media you're just a bunch of pawns man yeah and it was it was just like you know like very high flute and word like clickbait pawns media just like every word that he could like put in to reference something that isn't real (laughs) we're just one step above sheeple yeah dude it really is that's uh that's rough is it because they all outed him out as like a flat earther? Because I feel like that I was like that the. I, I feel he, like that was he like. He outed the... himself. He said it on a podcast. <laughs> he did that to himself. And then everyone That's was just like, media. this guy's a moron. Like, what are you thinking there, man? And it's like, and then like he just That's got the indignant. Thing is, like, that was the fans were like, all right, this guy's a moron. Meanwhile, the media was like, oh, Kyrie, you're so funny. And like wrote stories about him be, like trying to like play a joke on people by being the flat earther. And then like, and then he sages the Boston Garden. <laughs> it's really wild that the guy with the best handle in probably the history of the NBA, and I don't know outside of Steph if there's anybody I like watching more than Kyrie when he goes video game. But he's definitely the kind of guy who would buy gas station boner pills. Dude, he really would. Also, with Kyrie, with his with his hand, I mean, uh, he's an incredible player. I was watching a video of him and the way he dribbles the ball sometimes. That dude gets away. Like, you know when they when refs randomly decide to, like, call carries or something when there's no actual, like, enforcement of that ever besides just on, like, it's just going on pure vibes? Kyrie gets away with a lot of like really egregious like carries, but hey man, I'm glad they don't call him. It's just it's just like one of those weird rules that like randomly shows up. Like Clarkson got called for a carry, and I was just like, what? Like, the, oh yeah, it, that's still like, a thing. The, that's a I'm thing like, that they sometimes call. They're just like, yeah, yeah. we'll just turn over. It's so, like traveling. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really weird, or it's like um like lane violations on free throws. Like what the fuck? Yeah um so okay do we think that this this little experiment is gonna work in 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 brooklyn we've got the reuniting of kd and james harden um and we have also we have Kyrie in the mix who appears to be trying he looked he, he looked really good tonight um but <laughs> i don't know is i don't think a- that the right question is like if it's gonna work it's how long will it work yeah yeah the longevity of like i mean i it's probably in pools and you could bet on it by now like when is that three gonna break up and like by the end of this season is probably on the low end of the betting odds yeah i I forgot who all all, each one of them individually is like too much of a person of, of like a they each have too much of a personality to make to make this work long term well like KD 
didn't want to be in Oklahoma City with the stars that he had around him when they were playing really well. And then he didn't want to be in Golden State when they were literally winning championships together. And Kyrie didn't want to play with LeBron. And Kyrie was surrounded by, (laughs) I guess, too much talent in Boston to be happy. And James Harden was given Chris Paul and was given... Russell Westbrook yeah. and Dwight and Howard was given by himself and given Dwight Howard. He was given Jeff Green to which he's been gifted that again. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and center now. none of these guys want to play with anyone else. And so I don't maybe putting them all together on the same team is going to work beautifully, but I very much doubt it. No, I also saw a stat that was really wild that there's been like, five people in the last like two decades with like a 30% usage rate. And three of them are James Harden, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And like, (laughs) while the Warriors thing, like there was the knock on the Warriors is that, Oh, there's only one basketball. The style of the Warriors play was really conducive to having the amount of stars because they were unselfish and it was all based on, on ball movement. Whereas like Kyrie and Harden especially are isolation players. Yeah. Well, so I'm really wondering on how that's gonna work. Cause I really do feel like the there is only one ball statement applies to this Nets team. I know. All like, right, RIP to Joe Harris and Landry Shamit ever yes. made a shot again. <laughs> well, okay, that was weird. Like tonight, James Harden like had a chance for like a go ahead shot at the end and it ended up went going to Joe Harris to, for like taking a, a contested layup or something. And I was like, what the hell was that? And like the Nets commentators kept saying like, you know, this is like one of the coolest things about, about like this team with this, having this much firepower, it doesn't have to be just like one go-to guy that you're going to. And I was like, yeah, but like sometimes having three go-to guys gets like, we saw how, I mean, it's 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 complaining about like a wealth of thing it's 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 not like a real problem to have in my opinion but like it can cause some like weird problems where like you don't know who that go-to guy is and tonight they just got smoked by colin sexton so maybe they'll figure out who that is later but and even with those really solid teams like the warriors and you know lebron's heat is that there was a designated number 2 on those yeah. teams you know like jordan had pippen steph had clay lebron had dwayne wade and like who is the dwayne wade of this nets team it's i think it's harden <laughs> I, think. <laughs> I mean it should be it should it be should harden be. like katie is like Katie is a fucking freak. Like watching him play basketball, I'm out. Like, I I forgot after he was gone for as long as he was gone, and then starting with this season, I forgot what it was like to watch him play and just watching like a seven foot dude shoot jump shots with the ball like way behind his head. I was like, that ball, that's like nine and a half feet in the air, and like no one can block that. He's just incredible watching him. So but he didn't get the ball down the stretch a lot of times in like crucial moments tonight, which I thought was weird. Like Harden was taking his normal Harden shots. Kyrie is a better like team player in my opinion, but like even like Durant wasn't getting the ball down the stretch and it was crazy. It's not like, it's not, I don't even know who they had guarding him. Like Larry Nance jr. Maybe like it was, it was, it was just, it was strange, but Hey, at the same time though, I think it's going to take time to build that chemistry and that continuity. Like, 
you know, it, LeBron's, what was it? The, the big three in LeBron's first season started out nine and nine. Yeah. I think it's yeah. just a, it's just a question of what's going to happen first, the chemistry or the breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they totally have the, like, it's not a secret that those three guys can score at an outrageous level. And so yeah, right. they absolutely have the ability to be one of the highest scoring and like most potent offensive teams in the league. And if they can get it together, then they'll probably be a favorite in the East, if not for everything, like depending yeah. on how they get it together. But like, those are such volatile personalities mm -hmm. and just like, <laughs> like if you take all of the douchebags and put them in one place, like someone's going to punch someone. Yeah. It's also yeah. funny too, that like, Steve Nash, first year coach, Poor Steve. is the one that has to deal with this. Dude, but I also, I like, for some reason, I had forgotten that Mike D'Antoni is one of his assistants. Like, that's kind of weird. Like, that that's a thing. So D'Antoni and Harden are back together. Um, and Steve Nash and D'Antoni are back together, back from the old Suns days. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, Harden and Katie and Harden and Jeff Green. That's right. I I love Jeff Green. I like what? I I honestly really like Jeff Green. I'm so sorry. I'm so what sorry. What for? I just think he's a cool guy. I don't know. I thought God, I don't know. Sarah, I wasn't ready to be grilled on this. I thought it was a pretty like like uh lukewarm take, but hey, okay. I just think he's neat. Yeah, I just think right. I just think he's cool. I don't know. I'm just I'm just, I, glad I just he's think happy. He, he just has like a like a certain swag about him that I like, even though he kind of sucked for the jazz. But hey, speaking of the jazz, I mean, he got the dog in the relationship, but ultimately, I'm just I'm glad he's happy. I'm me glad too. He's found himself. Kenny Atkinson um, is the win of that trade. The end. It, <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, Sarah, are the jazz good? They look pretty good. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Oh, is wait that a minute. <laughs> who are you? A, who are you a personal fan of? Are you a 76ers fan? I don't have I don't have like a, a team loyalty thing. You covered I, the the Sixers before the Jazz, is that right? Yeah, I covered the Warriors and then the Sixers and then the Jazz. And but like growing up, you didn't have a favorite team. No, I mean my brother was a Jordan fan, and so like by association, a Bulls fan when I was growing up. He's, okay. He's ten years older than me, and so I just like I did everything he did, even if it was listen to Pantera. I was like, okay, nice, hell and, yeah, <laughs> and. So I just, and then I, I'm from Northern California, but north of the Bay Area. And so the geographically closest team was Sacramento, but mm. I hated Mike Bibby. I hated Chris Weber. I hate, I didn't like hero basketball when I was growing up. And so I just became a players fan and just kind of like picked out guys around the league that I liked. But you loved Jason Williams. <laughs> I so much. <laughs> I, uh... You strike me as a big Vladi Divock fan. <laughs> Peja Stoyakovich. I was a Peja fan. Yeah. Peja's cool. I like Peja. He was cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Jazz might be kind of, they might be good-ish, I think. I don't want to say, I, so we're tied for second, I think, in the West. Tied um, for second best record in the NBA. Oh, Through shit. 12 games. Through 14 games. 14? 10 and, 10 10 and, and 4. 4. I can do math. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Um, <laughs> So 
okay so we've had some good wins we've had some bad losses but that's like every every team in the league really has like a it's just it's been a weird season so far it's it's so weird to like turn on sports center first thing in the morning and see like the pistons blow out the celtics by 38 yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's ridiculous and they had a 60 point quarter yeah yeah and then like the Knicks winning like tough games. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. Um, and including against us, actually. But um, some of the good things that are going on right now, Mike Conley is like looks fucking incredible, so much so that like when he isn't playing, the jazz look like very noticeably worse, in my opinion. And uh Mike Conley, when he's in, the jazz play really good basketball, and he in particular uh is really <clears throat> looking like we were hoping he would last year but um yeah looking really nice donovan mitchell has started to look better recently but this team has like a weird thing with turnovers which donovan has been struggling quite a bit on that front and also boyan bogdanovich because anytime he dribbles the ball it's like you know it's either going to be a turnover or like a missed layup um and his wrist is like maybe still sort of broken but we're not sure (laughs) Um, anytime he falls he like looks like he like broke it again but then he's just like yeah i'm just gonna keep shooting every single time i watch him when he drives to the cup and he falls like i'm just watching the game with bated breath like please do not hurt my baby dude it's bad boyan Boyan is scared of the wrist, but there's no reason to be scared of the wrist. Like there's, there's, he's completely healed. There's no fear of re-injury. There's no fear of the same injury. Like the healing went perfectly that, I mean, obviously like a surgically repaired ligament, there's some stiffness. It doesn't feel like it used to. And so it's weird for him. And he's, he's scared. Like he, he's talking about like, I still haven't really fallen on it hard. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And so- that's, but that's the thing that happens after like major yeah. injuries. Like for me, uh, I broke my ankle years ago playing ball and it took longer, like way longer for me to actually trust my ankle than the actual rehabilitation process. Like I, it took me about nine months to get like back on the court and actually playing. It took me the better part of a year to like fully trust my ankle again, to like really be able to do things and, you know, cut and go to the rim and like go for rebounds in traffic because I was so scared Get it, of re-injuring wow. it because it hurt really bad. Jordan, what were you going to say? Uh, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's good to talk about Bogdanovich and Conley, but there's one other part of this team I feel like is just a <laughs> is just better than all the rest, and that's a certain four-time MVP. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I'm oh. so glad. I oh. I was so happy reading that just because it was the greatest thing I've read. Just George Niang, <laughs> just a four-time MVP, uh, single point. Uh, total in a game record holder. Sorry, Wilt. Um, what else are we missing from that too? Like he had like. Like, Hold on, I've got, a, I've got a picture of it. Holding <laughs> this oh up my right God. Because it's it's since been changed already tonight. I know, wow. I saw that. It was tragic. For for those that are listening, somebody went into George Niang's Wikipedia page and <laughs> and turned him into the best basketball player that has ever lived. And then it got locked there for a few hours. 
Yeah, he said four-time MVP, four-time champion, which is funny because the only two teams they had on there was the Jazz and the Pacers. Yeah. <laughs> four-time, four-time finals MVP, four-time NBA All-Star, four-time All-NBA first team, four-time defensive player of the year, including the years that Rudy won. Nice. Uh, four-time. It was a co-win. It was like when yeah. Jason Kidd and Grant Hill both won the Rookie of the Year four-time dunk contest champion, NBA record 169 points in a game, NBA record 69 rebounds in a game, (laughs) NBA record 25 threes in a game. (laughs) He got it all, man. (laughs) Wait, how do you have 169 points and then what was it, 69 rebounds in a game? And then you hit 25 threes and not... 23 which would have given you 69 points because he just had somebody's a... somebody's fucking up the math there he also took free throws okay <laughs> he had a very nice game okay well-rounded <laughs> yeah he got a dunk do you guys remember that we i think we were two games two jazz games in a row where george and yang has dunks the ball so um, which just... I, what was your tweet that like if George Niang dunks against your team, which like you got to just walk, the, walk Bro, off the game. I was going to tweet that it should be like when someone catches the golden snitch in Harry Potter, but I did not want to make a fucking Harry Potter tweet. <laughs> no, it's got to be like when somebody gets dunked on in the and one game and they just, everybody just walks off just, the court and the game yeah, is over. Dude, off the heezy, like alley-oop dunk. Just, <laughs> I was just like, it should really be like, yeah, it should just real. The game just ends right there. If this podcast is one that slanders people who tweet about Harry Potter, then I'm going to have a lot of trouble. So just don't go through the timeline. It's as long as you're not comparing politics to Harry Potter. I think you're I think you're kind of in the clear. And uh, uh, I mean, I did call Betsy DeVos uh, Dolores Umbridge once, but nice. As long as you didn't call like the Democrats like Dumbledore's army or something. I think we're okay. <laughs> <It's not. laughs> Christ. That's disgusting. Okay. Can I make a confession? Yes. I have never read nor have I ever watched a Harry Potter production. Cool. <laughs> cool confession. That's a- it's like that's like up there with like saying like I just don't have oh a television. It's just uh it, it, I don't know what I'm missing, but you know I I get a lot more done. That's right. I that's spent right. my 20s being cool. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you keep you keep making it sound like you're like 48, but He's like 35. we're basically the same age. So like you were also in middle school when those books came out. Greg, what was Vietnam the like? thing to say? <laughs> okay, so uh, we also have uh, Greg's favorite player, Rudy Gobert, who has been really, really playing um, pretty well actually recently after Very getting good. absolutely washed by Jared Allen that one game um which was it's probably gonna haunt him forever but like looked really good against uh he had some really good defensive plays against the pelicans yesterday um on and hopefully this age as well and he plays well again tomorrow but uh blocked zion a a couple times um also my here's my rudy gobert theory yes is that so that jared allen game against the nets um it was like a very slow burn that Jared Allen kind of cooked Rudy that night. Yeah. It, it wasn't like it was all at one time or like he had one big play against him. It was just like he very slowly chipped away and was like, oh, he's killing Rudy tonight. Yeah. Um, Rudy does not do well in those games. But if you can piss him off real early in the game, then Rudy's going to play well. Yeah. Because that's what happened with Zion. Like Zion 
really scored over the top of him like Rudy yeah. was a tiny little baby and Rudy got pissed off and then he looked great yeah like Jarrett Allen seriously was just making like little like hook shots over him like over and over and over yeah and I was just he like was just and like, all of a sudden oh, I'm gonna do this tiny little thing and all of a sudden Jarrett has like 25 points on Rudy like can Jokic like, oh, piss yeah. off Rudy just early in the game once yeah Dude, yeah yeah that well that's another great. thing he just shoots jumpers so it's like hard to be he shoots just like absurd shots that like don't that and he's I'm got like, that kevin durant release where it's like yes. nine feet above he his can't head block it like he literally <laughs> he shoots can't like Rasheed wallace yes it's like way back like directly behind his fucking brain it's ridiculous <laughs> um so he's been good clarkson is gonna win six man of the year i think that's uh it's, it's set in stone please yeah if he keeps um, up stand the- for jordan clarkson yep yeah we love jordan Clarkson. this is a jordan clarkson podcast as i've said when COVID is over i am smooching jordan clarkson Dude, okay so he's like objectively yeah he's exactly. a beautiful man well i wasn't gonna i i wasn't gonna comment on his looks but yeah he is but he's very he's very thin like he i it's it's weird to see like how thin he is compared to like most NBA players, but he just fucking bodies people and it's great. He uh he can he can score and he's just, his he's been insane from three of this year. Jordan um, Clarkson's confidence is my favorite thing. Like that it's I mean at this point it's almost earned, but for most of his career it's been really unearned confidence. Totally. And I I love it. I love that he thinks that he's going to like like crush Jackson Hayes and dunk all over his head and like break a rim. Like, cause that's how he's going. He's like, oh, I'm about to break this rim. That's right. And it's like, Jordan, you're Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. <laughs> like you're kind of little, but like yeah. in like a, I mean, you're really good, but he's like a small dude. I love it. Uh, if, yeah. If you're it's, that it's, pretty, you have that confidence to do anything. Dude, I, mean, I know. I was, there was, he was, he was cooking. He was cooking the, cavaliers the other day whatever day that was and i was just like thinking like what would it be like to be someone who had been on the Cavs and like seen how jordan clarkson played for the Cavs, and then like he is back with the jazz and he's just like doing that you're just like what the hell man it's like that scene that, from like major league is like we i wish we had that guy three years ago we yeah. did <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like i mean yeah obviously the circumstances are different and the teams are different but it's just like I mean, he's been way better than I expected him to be based on like what I mean, the Exum project unfortunately failed because I really liked Dante Exum, but that was a very good trade for the Jazz at this point. And it's been working like, I think literally since the second game that he played with the Jazz. Yes. Like he he needed no time to learn like Quinn's quote unquote complicated system. He was just like, oh, no, I get it. And I'm going to score a ton of points. It's fine. Yeah. But how much of that was just like Quinn being like, "Do your job," which is just but we like, know what we know what Jordan Clarkson does. Yeah, go out there, be handsome, and get buckets. <laughs> that's what he, that's what Quinn said. He said, "Listen, buddy, be handsome. <laughs> get out there and look hot." Um, this is why he's such a revolutionary coach. Yeah, he he really he really he relates is. to his players. So. Um, and then the last thing with like the positives with the jazz, Derek favor is being, um, being on the team last year, we had Tony Bradley and those minutes have been directly replaced by Derek favors. And it's good. It's very good. Hey, and you also had Ed Davis. Did we? I, was gonna- <laughs> I don't know if we did. <laughs> that was so sad. I felt really bad for him. There was like an article that was like, 
it was like i can't remember probably pretty close to the trade deadline where he was just like yeah i mean i don't really know why i'm not playing i, I mean I would, i'd like to get time somewhere like please trade me or do something like why can't i get minutes over tony bradley <laughs> um speaking of so, guys that don't get any minutes what's going on with shaq harrison yeah that's uh, that's weird because I mean, to use like biannual money to get somebody like that and then to not use them, I I can't 100% figure it out. One of my theories is that, you know, the Jazz are seeing what's happening around the league with all of the COVID problems. And so they're just kind of banking on the fact that like eventually something's going to happen. And so they got to get their regular guys as much run as they can because there's no way to guarantee that they're going to be able to have like a long stretch of games like this together. And so that's so far my biggest theory. Okay. That's a pretty good theory. So, I mean, part of the problem is the jazz still can't guard guards and we get worked by them. Like Donovan and Conley together um, aren't the strongest uh, at guarding guards. And Royce has had a lot of problems guarding guards as well. Royce can't guard guards. No, he got cooked by Murray um, in the playoffs. But then we just played the Nuggets and beat the Nuggets. And Mieoni, wait, was it Mieoni who was guarding Murray for a good chunk of the game? I think yeah, that a, little, a little bit in the second half. Yeah, yeah, um, good chunk, meaning good chunk for Mia because he doesn't get a ton of time. Um, and he did really well. His arms are really long and he's quick. Um, yeah. So that's kind of brings us to like one of the last things we want to talk about is uh, like the rotation is kind of a bit funny, um, I guess you could say. And Sarah just gave a good theory as to why that might be, but like. You know, Mie's not getting a ton of time, but Shaq in particular is an interesting one because, like, he's been um, – he's notorious for being a really good defender. And there's been times where you would think, hey, maybe, like, we should just stick him in there for a little while to, you know, so we stop getting scored on by – who's a guard that's cooked us this year? Kyrie. Alfred Payton. Well, Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie was bad. That Nets game was was really bad. But I mean, Murray in the first half um, had like he still ended the game with 32, 34 points or something like Murray that. Murray did? Like, did he? Yeah. Oh. That's the thing about this. When was the last time the Jazz were actually very effective at guarding guards anyway? I wasn't here. I don't think um, I think most of us were, weren't of age at that point, because honestly, I don't think it's been since at least the 90s. We've I'm gonna say Darren Williams before he like just came down on Derrick Rose's foot. Yeah, uh, who was playing? Who who else was who was playing shooting guard around the time we had Darren Williams? I don't even. Ronnie remember. Brewer. Yeah, Ronnie Brewer. Uh, <clears throat> Wesley Matthews too. Yeah. Oh, he was good. Yeah. Um. Man. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's weird. 10, 15 years. Yeah, there was a couple man. years towards that like late Sloan era they could, but like. Beyond that, it's been feast or famine for the Jazz for the entirety of the franchise's history. Yeah. And we've uh, also continued to have some turnover problems, and it's really weird because it's like the same turnovers every game. Like there was yesterday against the Pelicans, there was like a stretch where we had like five turnovers in five straight possessions or something like that. It was just like. Yeah, and like some of that, I think, because Boyan gets a lot of flag. (laughs) I'm, this is like a huge, I'm defending Boyan a lot tonight, but Boyan gets a lot of flack for his turnovers. And I think that's just because people are thinking about them when he has the ball, but like he actually only averages like 
one and a half turnovers a game, which yeah. is not bad at all. And it's much less than Donovan. Donovan's or been Conley. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like Donovan, Conley, uh, even like Royce and Rudy, like they've all been bad with the game. Like their yeah. numbers have gone up and like Boyan had three of those five turnovers in the first five minutes against the Pelicans. <laughs> and then he didn't turn over the ball at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oh my God. Like Rudy can't catch the ball very well again. And then then it's like, it looks sometimes like when he's on the block that he like, he's like wearing oven mitts trying to catch the ball. It's tough. Also, is there a reason why he can't shoot free throws anymore? Cause it has been bad in the last few games. His, he did make four in a row against the Pelicans. Oh, good. His form though. If you go back and watch when he was shooting at like a 70% clip and look at it now, his form is totally off. No, he's got Shaq form. Yeah, he's not He's not bending his knees. He's cocking the ball even more to the side. He's He's got zero follow through. He doesn't use his wrist. I like, think that his he, mechanics are totally off. Yeah, and like he's been saying, he was saying over the, before training camp started that he like was working on his free throws. And I think like something must have changed and it has created this problem. And yeah. so he caught the Markel Fultz disease. <laughs> he did, Listen, I was around for that and he does not have that disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was brutal. That was really tough to watch. That was a, God, that was, that was so sad. I'm so glad I'm not covering that team. <laughs> um, Let's see. What did I have pulled up? Okay. Um, I mean, last thing, let's just talk about uh, ceiling. Like, what are we What are we thinking? Sarah, start us off. You're the most objective one. Greg might be too negative. Jordan <laughs> might be too positive. And I don't really what? know what to think. Well, I think you might try to be too positive just to balance out Greg, like talking about Rudy Gobert's contract. So I think you just to bug him, you might be like, Jazz are winning the, the title. Well, we'll so. see about that, okay? Okay. Sarah, I give think, it. I think that... I mean, the most objective thing to say, and probably the right thing to say is like, again, we're talking about 14 games. So like, how do I even like, yeah, they're on a six game winning streak. And part of that is they beat like Detroit, the Cavs, the Pelican, like not good teams, you know, very middling and lower tier teams. The Bucks were in there, but eh, you know, that's not like a huge, that's not a great matchup for the Bucks actually. Totally. So I mean, I would I would love to see what happens next week when they play the Mavericks twice in a row. That's going to be more telling than anything yeah. else has been this season. And then when they play like the Clippers and the Lakers later on, I'm going to be interested to see what happens then. Nice. Okay, Jordan, Greg, what do you guys think? I'm I'm scared to hear your takes. I'm gonna Jordan, let Greg go first. go first. Oh damn it, Greg, go first. I think the Utah Jazz are the third best team in the Western Conference. Who's second? I would, if if I were putting money on a Clippers Jazz seven game series, yeah, I'm gonna pick the Clippers to okay. beat them. I think so too. It probably goes six or seven games, and it's a competitive series. But ultimately, I I think that uh, Kawhi Leonard I mean, is. The do, best are you player. saying that because Paul George is playing better? Eh, no, I think it has more to do with like I think that. Kawhi Leonard is the best player on the floor for either team. And he's also proven that he can do amazing things in the playoffs, despite, you know, the, the collapse, which I still think is a little bit of an, an outlier and anomaly. Um, 
but I think I think like being third in the Western Conference is solid and like ceiling uh if you know the chips fall in their favor like they could make it to a Western Conference finals but I think in that Western Conference finals they probably get washed by the Lakers in like five games yeah that's the thing it's like it totally depends on the matchups in the playoffs because it's yeah. like if they open the playoffs and they have to play the Lakers in the first round right then that's going to be different if they were to open it up and play like the Grizzlies or whoever the hell ends up out of the play-in tournament yeah and I think there's also like the big caveat of like you know this season isn't necessarily about who's the best team it's who ultimately is going to be the healthiest until these players get vaccinated and yeah you know things can things can get back to normal or at least some semblance of normalcy all right jordan all right so you said i was going to be too optimistic here i'm going to try and (laughs) temper those expectations a little bit please the term predetermined for greatness gets thrown around a lot these days um but uh, i think they might as well just start naming salt lake city title town because um uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay i'm just kidding um honestly I, I agree i think for the most part it just depends on matchups because i mean if somehow they can somehow finagle like a two seed and L- the lakers are on the other side of the bracket and the clippers are third they can end up in the western conference finals pretty easily yeah but it's not out of the realm of possibility oh no not at all it's like i said too but if you run into any of those teams in the first or second round then it's not good but yeah. if somehow you manage to get like that second seed or something like that i i mean it's probably a little bit well, premature for me to like have this much confidence in donovan but i think that all of the very ugly problems he had during the playoffs last season in the bubble um I think you're going to change his attitude and maybe like his focus a little bit this time around. Like I can guarantee you, you're not going to see another eight second violation out of him in the playoffs. <laughs> that was... I forgot about that. Yeah. Especially oh. when, yeah. Yep. Yep. So yep. like, I mean, I think that he was embarrassed and like really took that to heart. I mean, he still talks about it. Like he was just talking about that series like a couple of days ago. Yeah. And so and not just because he they were playing the Nuggets. And so yeah. I think that, like, they have the talent and the skill to be able to make a Western Conference Finals, I, I mean, think very within the realm of possibility. And it's just, I think, whether or not they actually have that poise once they get there. Yep. I think a lot has to be said for actually having, like, home court advantage again because, I mean, I think, I think that's one advantage that, like, the Nuggets and the Jazz didn't have in the bubble. I mean... Having teams come from like from like sea level to the mountains is probably never the easiest thing, and it drains people's fatigue a lot faster. But also, you're not cooped up in a hotel room in Disney World for like a couple months at a time, which would drive me insane. That's that is my exact like definition Your of hell. hell. Yeah, because <laughs> like it's just like it's a small world after all, playing forever while I'm stuck in the same place. It's a it's a Twilight Zone episode, but. Yeah. I think having that. I might do not work. have any patience for the idea that those guys were living a bad life. Like they were living, <laughs> they were on the most beautiful resorts in Orlando and like fishing and drinking and like pl- having pool parties together. And they had like personal arcades that were set up for them. Like, it wasn't <laughs> bad. That is true, but it's important too. Like that just also just sounds like the army to me, and that still sounds horrible. 
again, thank you for your service. No, <laughs> no, no. It's like I, it, so, it look. It sounds like one of the beginning scenes of Billy Madison. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's like it really does. Like seriously, even in the bubble with all the amenities and all that, I'd still be like a month in, like this is fucking bullshit. I hate this. <laughs> well, again, you're like a jaded dude who was like in the military and like uh, are bitter and have been living like with COVID, and they were like tested early and often don't worry about it you don't have to worry about anything wear yep. the mask oh guess what here's like a bunch of arcade games for you and they're all in their 20s and so they were loving it uh i guess that's true well if uh there's any note to end this on it's that army dudes are babies so we are we, we totally we are finally... i never denied this we've finally gotten down to the core of what this podcast is about well, hey, uh, I think that's a good place to end it. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Wow. Lots of pleasure going around. Jordan <laughs> and Greg, thank you. It's my pleasure too, Kyle. For being my, my friends and closest confidants. Okay. Good night, everyone. Yeah.